plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. April is Financial Literacy Month, and it is April 22nd is National Teach Your Child to Save Day. My parents were not really good at that. And, well, I don't know, some parents, if you're honest, you probably weren't that good. Uh, Steve, was your father good at teaching you to, about money? Absolutely. Sean? Uh, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. And I was the run to the litter, nah. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Nah. There are a couple of banks in the state I know that have worked with schools in producing financial literacy programs. And I've worked on one of those. Uh, a f- phenomenal idea. And, and, and shame on me for not teaching my kids checkbooks and compound savings and balances and credits. Uh, but many parents aren't that good to start with. So how do you impart that on your – how do you teach your kids something when you don't know it? I think you bring up a great point there. So many parents aren't that great at it, right? So it shouldn't just be uh, teach your child to save day. It should be let's teach the world to save and how to how to run a good budget at home, right? I'm, you know, I recall as a kid, uh, not only did my parents teach me how to save, but I got nothing for free. If I wanted something, I had to work for it and I had to save for that until I had enough money to buy it, you know? And I don't know, I see a lot of uh, my kids' friends these days where they want something and mom and dad just buy it. And yeah. it's great that they have the finances to do it, but what's the long-term impact of that on those children? But but the, the, the other problem is you either start this from day one or you can't hand out money, hand out money, hand out money, and then when they're about 12 or 13 say, aha, I'm changing the rules now, you have to work for it. That, it's not going to work. I wouldn't want to be in that household when that no. happens. No, 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 no. You know, Peter... Did you did uh, you're not as old as I am, but did you have your savings passbook? I absolutely did, oh, yeah. and I had mm-hmm. one of those. So mm-hmm. Tooth Fairy, uh, Aunt Uncle Birthday Christmas, the money, and it was kind of cool to look in the passbook and see a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, whatever. Very, it was. very cool. And I'm one of seven kids, and so nothing was given to me. Uh, so I learned really at an early age, if you want something, you have to work for it. It just wasn't given to us. And, you know, my wife was the same way, and she raised both our kids that way. And I'll give you an example of what she did. Uh, my daughter in sixth grade came home and said, you know, I want to have a pair of Adidas sneakers. Sixth grade, my wife's like, you know how much those things cost? Well, what she does is she marches her down to the mall Looks at the Adidas sneakers at the Foot Locker, $80. And four stripes, white sneaker, four black stripes, okay? She shows her the 80 bucks and then says, before you make this decision, walks down the hallway to pay less, a pair of white sneakers with four black stripes, 15 bucks. Now you have the balance to buy summer shirts, summer shorts, and other things. And... To this day, both my kids were brought up that way to understand the value of a dollar. You know, not everybody is in that mindset, but what you have to realize is the earlier you start them thinking of financial situations, the better off they'll be when they become adults. And you want to discuss the whole topic of wants versus needs. Mm. Uh, You know, especially today in the 
electronically. Every kid wants yeah. an iPhone in fourth grade or third grade, and it's, do you really need it? Are we up to 8G yet? I'm uh, sure. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, one of the good methods that you can teach is the old three-jar method. You show them three jars, one for spending, one for savings, and one for charitable contributions because you want to teach all the aspects of financial planning at an early age. You know, you just can't – you got to – you know, the whole thing about this allowance, you just can't hand them money and say, here's your allowance. We feel very strongly that you have to work for it, have jobs in the house, you know, taking out the garbage, make cleaning your room, making your bed. Put a financial, you know, tag on, you know, you're working, you get paid. And, you know, one of the good things you can even do is say, hey, look, it, you know, if you do this and you put this much in for this work, we'll match you a certain percentage, just like when they get older in the whole 401k mm-hmm. place. Nice. Yeah, right? nice. You know, teach them instead of just giving it to them. You know, create some things where they understand, you know, what the value is of what they're doing. Right, the value of work. Correct, correct. And what we're teaching them at this young age is what we all need to do in life when we get older, right? We have to live within a budget. We should. We shouldn't be borrowing unless you absolutely need to. You live within a budget. You live within your uh, your means, right? You're going to have goals. I want to buy that new truck uh, down the road, right? Do I finance it all now with very little money I have, or do I put together a, you know, a plan to reach that goal and a savings within that budget, mm. right? This is something that a seven-year-old is going to want to do to buy the Adidas sneakers or an adult buying a, you know, a, a new vehicle. Uh, and, of course, savings, you know, putting in, just like we tell people with their retirement savings, every single month out of your paycheck, put a little bit in. Well, when you're young and you get your uh, – uh, your, um, for doing your chores – your allowance. Like your allowance. allowance. Thank yep. you. My goodness. When you get your allowance. Guess who didn't get one when they were. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get your allowance, put some into savings. Maybe hold a little on the side to, to you know, buy a candy bar or whatever it might be. I but still, this is what we do. I still do a piggy bank. Yeah. One of the banks came out with a promotion a few years ago when they were handing out acrylic piggy banks. And I went, sure. And they kind of laughed. I went, okay, fine. I've got it down to a science because, I mean, we have change all the time floating around. And when that thing's full, it's about $74 worth of change. You need a bigger biggie bank. Well, (laughs) no, but, oh, trust me, I did the water jug once. Oh, yeah. And like four years, it was only like an inch deep. Well, the bank loves to see you walking with one of those. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, that's that's 74 bucks that I didn't have. Right. Right. And out of principle. Out of principle. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the most important thing is understanding what things cost and, and expenses. So, you know, kids go through life and, you know, they play sports, they do this, they do that. And, you know, they really have no association of what all that costs. What mm-hmm. do clothes cost? You know, what does it cost to feed a family? You know, you got to make them aware of that at an early age of like, look at when you get older, it's just not going to be handed to you. You're going to have all these responsibilities, and how do you take care of them? Mm-hmm. And that's really the prudent way of, of really literacy in young kids is to really expose them to all the different moving parts. But, you know, you're making, both of you are making valid points. In my heart, I know I should do it. But I know a, I have a friend who uh, deals with kids trying to go to college and then sits down with the parents, and he said, the parents are clueless. They have no idea how much college costs. They don't understand, well, okay, um, 
how, mu- how much do I have to pay? Well, no, just just finance it. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. Um, so, again, you it sounds fabulous, but here are parents saying, oh, little Susie, she's going to go to Ithaca or she's going to Providence College. Well, okay, bottom line is you didn't save anything. Um, your credit's terrible. So, hey, let me give you two words. Community college. Okay, which is which is not the, okay. But if your if your dream is Ithaca, community college is a come down. But the child gets in, gets their feet. Okay, blah blah blah. They can go on and probably go to Ithaca. Yeah. The last thing we want these these kids to do is come out of college with these enormous debts because right. it's just so Absolutely. difficult to get out from Absolutely. underneath it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, there's a lot of me- a lot of ideas behind, you know, how to educate children. There are a lot of schools out there in the New Hampshire school district that that do this, but for some reason, it's not a repetitive thing. It's maybe one and done. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, it's interesting. We've seen a lot of my daughter's friends who've come through my office, and you know, some have worked there, and they look at me and they go, oh my gosh, I never realized that I had to think about all these things, you know, Mm. retirement. How to, you know how to buy a house mm-hmm. you know PMI insurance there's a lot of <laughs> things involved and you know the sooner you start to put money aside and there's there's no age limit on children starting even accounts a brokerage account you know right. investing in mm-hmm. the market so right. teach your kids about the stock market so, you know savings for retirement you want to keep this conversation going understanding emergency funds that's 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 so critical, and mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most crucial things that you can teach anybody, even older adults. One of the first things I ask is, okay, how much money do you have tucked aside for a case of emergency? Because the last thing you ever want to do is go start tapping into savings that you've put aside for retirement. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay? Yep. And the other thing parents have to do, and it's, it, it's heart-wrenching sometimes, sometimes you got to let your kids fail. Right, if they make a mistake with their spending or, or or something along those lines, you know, don't don't leave them floundering, but allow them to learn from that mistake because that's where we learn mostly is really through our mistakes. So mm-hmm. Allow yeah. it to happen, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and sometimes par- we just go running to the rescue. Yeah, and parents should act, you know, create a little game. Let the parent become a creditor. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Say here, this is how the world works. Okay, and yeah. you know, here's a loan. We're going to charge you interest because you want to buy this. Just mm-hmm. don't give it to them. They're going to have to realize they have to work for to pay back the loan and the interest and what it costs them. You're doing it on smaller scales, but it's so effective in teaching these young kids how the real w- world works mm. later, do- later down the line. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're going through it for the first time without you around. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. One, I, I think I told you before, one of the best classes I ever had in high school. We walked in first day. And the teacher said, I'm giving each of you $1,000. Imaginary, but that's your investment. Okay, when school's over at the end of the semester, uh, depending on how you did, is your grade. Uh, so, it, okay, I, I could buy stocks, I could buy insurance, I could save, I, you know, whatever it was. CDs, you had to play whole, around. Yeah. And if you ended up with three grand, we got an A. Uh, a lot of people ended up with 300 bucks. Uh, lost their money on bad investments. or, But that was our first exposure to, oh, okay, how do I 
how do I parlay, you know, you, you need money to make money. How do I parlay this into something? And that was a great class. Yeah. Loved it. I had a, I had a similar class, but it was in, at, at the college level, and it was business finance. And my teacher, the first Schools day, in Maine were just further ahead. <laughs> high schools than oh, college. Okay. That's, that's all. <laughs> the, the first day, the teacher said, okay, how many people here have read the Wall Street Journal? Just about nobody raised their hand. I mean, we're in college. And he goes, okay, your job is, number one, to get a subscription to the Wall Street Journal, showed back up in the second class, started to break down the paper, and then the same thing. I'm going to give you hypothetical money. You're going to start to invest it. We're going to monitor it. As the year goes on, we're going to talk about stocks. We're going to talk about what causes stocks to go up and down, the risks involved, bonds, and all that. And I'll tell you... one of my favorite classes. Tell and me you passed with flying colors. I did. Okay, good. I, I mean, it's one of my favorite classes. I loved it. But, but but that's personal responsibility. It's not the teacher doing something. It's me. It's my, do I spend the money on this? Or uh, I remember of this class, I bought stock in Fruhoff. You know, the, uh, the, the, uh, oh, the, the, the trucking companies? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because I said, transportation, that's great. And I think I... I think I did okay uh, with Fruhoff, but in my mind, there was, tra- you know, products had to go from point A to point B, trucks were it, and blah, blah, blah. It made sense to me. So, but that's the kind of thinking that you encourage kids to do. Yeah. And the whole literacy thing is just so important. And you know what? If you want to try to associate it with kids and looking at things like this, one of the things you can do is pick some stocks that the kids are interested in. Just don't pick out what you want. Pick out some things that, you know, they want to follow, and it could be associated with things they like to do, if they're active, if they're musicians, if they're artists. You can find specific investments that are tied to those types of things, and that will make them most likely be more engaged in the whole process because it's something they like. Okay, quick question to both of you. What if the parents who are listening said, not my strong suit, I'm not that good at it, I can't teach my kids? Where do the, where should the kids get the information? Ooh. That's a great question, Peter. You know, if I've always said if I had more time, that would be something that we would always love to do. Is you have no time, Steve? Yeah, I know. But <laughs> but he said if if I had time, if I had the time, it's you know maybe you know once every two or three years you run classes for these young kids and mm-hmm. you know have it at the library. Who knows? Maybe we will get to that point. It's a hard question but, but, to answer. But it, but you you raised valid points. But if the parents aren't there, and it is National, uh, excuse me, Financial Literacy Month, Teach Your Children to Save Day is April April twenty uh, second. Again, great. But if the parents are having a hard time doing it, they're not really the role models for the kids. So where can the kids get information on well, doing this? I think some of the kids are getting it at, at their schools at this point. Okay, to, but to the. How deep do they delve into it is the question. Mm-hmm. You know, the old, like you hit on earlier, the whole savings book thing, I know they did that in, you know, the the middle, the grammar schools that my children right, went right, to. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. You know, are they doing it in every school? Can they take it a step further? I'd like to see them take it a step further. I'd love for schools to call us and say, hey, will you come in and teach our kids? You know, maybe Sean and I will go into their classrooms and, and, and do something once things open up. We'd be more than happy to do that and kind of have a conversation with kids about this topic because I think I'm strong I feel very strongly about it mm-hmm. and I think it's the future of, you know of this country is understanding you know economics financial literacy yep. and it'll put people in a better position to make decisions 
strategically going forward. And, and parents, you know, if you want to do better, it can be as simple as trying to pay off some debt. Open a Christmas club. I'm a firm believer in the Christmas clubs. You put 10 bucks a week aside, 15 bucks a week aside, whatever. And it's $10. It doesn't hurt. But, hey, 50 weeks later, the bank's giving you a check for three, four, five, six hundred dollars $600. There's a lot of your Christmas taken care of. You're not going into hawk. And and once people find that, it's like, I'm going to do that again. Yeah, there you go. So That's much, the savings. So much of this can be covered in a basic business class in school, yeah, right, yeah. In, in in high school or, or, or younger. Because let's think about it. When you go home, what are you running at home? A business. You've got money coming in. You've got money going mm-hmm. out. You're paying mm-hmm. bills. You have to budget. This is what businesses do. It's, it's very, very similar. Mm. Uh, and people are, are woefully uh, unprepared uh, for it so often. And well, that's they, they don't get into sh- trouble. The parents don't share all of that here we're gonna sit and write bills you guys for the electricity and the mortgage the parents don't bring kids in on that but were they to learn that it would be a great thing before they even start and i think there's a lot of parents that don't even do that well they're struggling themselves Mm -hmm. to figure this stuff Mm -hmm. out i don't understand what interest means and you know they don't have the core building blocks to understand this which is really unfortunate see the funny part is i do not have a debit card i still write checks and people look at me like what? I said, no. See, the difference is debit card, I can just give you the card. Check, I have to write it out and think about it right. before I'm doing it. Do I really <laughs> want to make yeah. yeah. Um And I said, and it's worked for me. Stupid. Well, and you have to realize we're entering into a whole new arena of finances because these kids today – they don't use checkbooks. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're no. Venmoing. Venmoing. I always say the wrong. I call it Vmoing, <laughs> and my daughters correct me. Dad, it's Venmo, not Vmo. <laughs> okay, Venmo. I'm not one that does it. My wife does it. I, I just, you know, there are things that I'm constantly learning about a, as an adult. I mean, look at the whole Bitcoin world. Mm-hmm. You know, is that going to be a new currency for for us? And, and should they be learning about that? Well, well probably. So there, there's a lot of things that evolve and unfortunately there's a lot of kids who never get these ideas concepts and never get exposed to them and so that's why we're talking about this today what's a credit score Mm, yeah right right (laughs) yeah yep yep and and but the funny part is there's some tv ad i remember seeing kids looking and she's in this kind of crummy apartment looks at her credit score it's like 610 and then mysteriously, it goes up to 680, and the, the furnishings change. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to 720. Well, it's looking really She's better. Got, yeah. And I'm looking, okay, just because your credit score goes up doesn't mean you have to blow more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not necessary. Uh, it's a double-edged sword, too, right? Because your credit <laughs> score goes up because you're utilizing borrowing more. Right. Right. And used judiciously and appropriately and within your means is fine, right? But don't start borrowing money to increase your credit score. Well, I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> but there, there are a lot of people who do that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I know. Especially if you're trying to buy a car or even a house. Mm-hmm. But you need, that's what, that's what we're talking about. Somebody needs to sit down and go, okay, I get it. However, it's not going to do what you think it's going to do. And the repercussions of borrowing the money to get the car or whatever – that's going to be with you for 72, 96 months, whatever. Right. Don't, don't, don't well, jump. Don't, don't jump and don't have to go out and buy a new car. Maybe buy something that's pre-owned, that's a lot mm-hmm. less expensive, mm-hmm. that's you know, in, your, in your wheelhouse and your expenses that you can afford. Within your budget, right? The budget. Right. It's all about you know, mm-hmm. teaching kids budgets is but, so important, but most parents don't do it. But wait a minute. Go back to what Sean said. 
needs and wants. I need a car. I want that one. Yeah. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> it, well, it seems like today's generation is I want, I want, I want. Right. And it's, you know, and I got to have it now. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when I was growing up and even to this day, there's a lot of things I want, mm-hmm. but I live within my means and I focus on the things I need. And then you save for those things you want, and it may take a year, two, three, four, or five years. Mm-hmm. Understand what the impact is of wants and needs. And if we had more time, I'd, I'd get into the whole rent-to-own thing. Uh, again, <laughs> save the money if you want the washer and dryer. Save the money by the washer and dryer. If you do the rent, it, it, you're going to pay. Don't, 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 don't. Don't. Um, wow. Shoot well, that we could and we could still go. Oh yeah. Wow. This is this is a this is a topic that we could talk about for a long time. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to DavisWealthMGMT.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 